thank God for the people of God and thank God for this privilege that God has. given us today. Before I uh, begin my message, there are, there is a passage in Luke that sort of sums up how I feel today. And for those of you who are biblical Bible readers know that it deals with what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. And two profound statements came out of that incident. The first one, because the disciples were so excited about being there and seeing the Holy Spirit move, they just said, it's good for us to be here. And then the second statement was after everything had happened, God spoke because Jesus was there and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Won't you give your pastor a hand? And, and, since, and since one daughter is here, I got to see my beloved daughter in whom I'll be There is a passage that I want to share uh, with you this morning, and it is such a familiar passage of Scripture uh, that everyone in this room will be familiar with it. And as a matter of fact, you don't even need to open your Bible and follow along with me because you know it. But just let me share it with you for, for just a moment. It is found in the 23rd number of Psalms. And it simply says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, and thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. I want to talk briefly this morning from, from this thought, the good news of the 23rd Psalms. The good news of the 23rd Psalms. For those of you who are familiar with, with the news business and the news industry, it is often said in news that bleeding leads. It is simply because at the top of every news broadcast, they come forth with some bad news. As a matter of fact, even when I woke up this morning, it was amazing to me that at the top of the news this morning was the fact that there was a young man who was shot in the River North area. But last night, I was also in the River North area and I saw thousands of people having a wonderful time. I saw thousands of people going to restaurants. As a matter of fact, it was so crowded with a traffic jam in the River North area. But if that would have been the story, nobody would have paid any attention to it. 
people tend to cling to bad news. But I came this morning to share with you some good news. As a matter of fact, let me share some good news before I even get into the depth of my message. The good news is the ordination, the installation of your pastor. That's good news. It's good news. It's good news because it says to young men of color that may have come out of the Inglewood, may have come out of other communities, that if you live right, if you stay focused, if you get an education, if you put God in the forefront of your life, you can go from Inglewood to, to Minneapolis to Ken Washington to Neighborville and then come back to Logan Square. What a mighty God that we serve. That's, that's good news. Let me give you... Let me give you some more good news, and that is that I got some good news today that maybe, just maybe, Dr. King's vision of a beloved community is coming into reality. Just a little at a time when Dr. King said, one day, I want to live in a nation that where my children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. This church is coming forth with some good news. You came up with somebody, not because of the color of his skin, because of his ability to lead this congregation and to take this congregation as great as it is to a new level. So that's really some good news. Let's celebrate the good news. But just in case, just in case like me, just in case there's some people here, and I don't care what your source may be, whether it's CNN, SNBC, Fox, wherever it might be, you often hear bad news, but I came back to share with you some good news. I came back to share with you some good news from this 23rd number of Psalms. This Psalm is such filled with good news, it transcends time because everybody knows the 23rd Psalm. You can find some folk who never go to church and never read their Bible. If you ask them for a scripture, say, well, at least I know the 23rd Psalm. It is because it is filled with good news. It has been by more funerals, it has been by more weddings, it has been by more times of hospital visits, simply because it is filled with some good news. You all do know some good news, don't you? Would you like to hear some good news? If you want to hear some good news, talk back to me. I got to get, I kind of go back to my roots a little bit. And as a matter of fact, I feel a little comfortable up in here today because I think that there's a spirit of God in this place. And so we can do a little call and response if you don't mind. You going you to help me out a little bit? And so it starts off by saying, the Lord, what is my shepherd? And that's good news. It's good news because to have God as your shepherd, you got a mighty good shepherd. If you got God as yourself, as your shepherd, you got somebody who's looking out for you. And I'm glad to report this morning that I got some good news. I got a shepherd who looks out for me. As a matter of fact, I got a shepherd who, who, who looks out, who cares for me. I got a shepherd who's looking out just for me. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And David could talk this shepherd language, you know, because uh, if you know anything about David, David came up, you know, from some real humble beginnings because David was always counted out. As a matter of fact, you know, there are most, some more people in this room. You may have been counted out, but I got some good news. 
that if the Lord is your shepherd, he can take you from the pasture to the palace. Somebody going to catch that on the way home. The God that I serve, it does not matter where you start out. God can take you to the greatest heights. Dave was counted out when, when, when they were looking for someone to fight Goliath. Uh, that day, they were saying, they, the Goliath was saying, send me a man, but a boy showed up. Isn't it amazing what you can do when God is with you? David showed up. There Goliath was with all his armor, all, all his regalia, all his things that he had to protect him. And little David showed up with the slingshot and some stones. Oh, but I thank God when God is on your side. It does not matter how, what the enemy has, what makes the difference when God is with you. And David took some stones and slew. Jesus died because he had God on his side. David had the Lord as his shepherd. He had him watching out for him. He had him guiding him. The Lord, David said, look y'all, the Lord is my shepherd. And because God is my shepherd, he made another profound statement. He said, I shall not want. Now, I have to rasp with that for a little bit because I have a relationship with God that God does supply my needs, but I thank God he'll also give you what you want. And so, so, I, I, so David said, the reason I don't need anything because God has already taken care of my needs, and if you stay with him, he'll give you some desires of your heart. I think there's anybody else who want to thank God for giving you some stuff that you want. See, I remind, I, I, I remind, I remind people that, uh, that uh, in, in this life, if you live for him, he'll give you some things. And uh, I remember there was a time in my life, it wasn't like it was this morning, when I had to decide what blue suit to wear and what blue shoe to put on because it wasn't always like that. As a matter of fact, I got a nephew reminding me how I used to mention match. Some of y'all never had to go through that. Had to mention Matt. <laughs> uh, but, but, but if you stay with him, he'll give you some things that you want. Is there anybody up in here this morning just want to thank God that he's given you some things that you want? He let you go some place that you thought you never would go. He's allowed you to go higher than you ever could go. God would not only give you what you need, but he'll give you some things that you want. Somebody say he'll give you what you want. And then he said that, I, I, David said some good news is also in his 23rd Psalms because he said, he'll make me lie down in green pastures. Thank God for the green pastures of life that God gives you. God will, and this is why I thank God for my son, for, for this church, that it will become a green and fertile pasture for him to do ministry because it's important that you live and you serve people, number one, who love God and support of you. So thank God God has led him to this green pasture on the north side of Chicago. That's good news. And then God leads you by the still waters, and that's some more good news because every once in a while I need some still waters. Because if you deal with people every day, Let me say it one more time. If you deal with people every day, I'm almost back in Inglewood. If you deal with people every day, you're going to need some still. Is there anybody here want to thank God that God will give you still waters? He allowed you to have sleep at night. 
He will give you comfort when the world is breaking up, when the world is going crazy. He'll give you still waters. And then someone will say, how can you go through that with all you have to deal with it because he leads me besides the still waters. And one thing that he does as a good shepherd is that he'll put you in a such a position that sometimes what folk do won't bother you. That'll catch on way to the car. He will let what people do not bother you. That's still waters. When you can see our hell break loose and say, I got still waters because one thing I do know that I got a good shepherd that's looking out for me. I got to hurry, I got to hurry, I got to hurry. And I got some more good news in this 23rd Psalm. It says, he restores my soul. Thank God for spiritual restoration. Because the world can beat you down. Life can beat you down. You can, have your, you can have your things that's messing with you in life. But thank God he restores you. And that's why I remind, I remind my son sometimes uh, when things may not be going like you want to, God will restore you. He'll give you what I call the Jeremiah complex because, you know, Jeremiah got so mad at church people sometimes because, you know, he said, I ain't going to preach no more. Jeremiah said, I'm going home and take it easy, but somewhere between Sunday morning and Saturday night, something got happened to him, and he ended up saying, they said, Jeremiah, we thought you were done, but he said, I got to come back because it's like fire that shut up in my bone. I came by to tell you, God will restore you with spirits of fire and fervidness. Let me, let me continue to walk through this, and then said, David said that uh, I got some more good news. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. God, the good news is God will lead you. And sometimes where God is taking you, sometimes people may not understand where you're going, but let God lead you. I've been on a whole lot of meetings. People say, well, pastor, I don't see that. I said, well, you're not supposed to see it because you're not perched where I'm perched. You're not the level in which God, God will lead you. Thank God for leadership. And you must listen not to the voice of people, but to the voice of God. I'm trying to try, I'm trying to hear on through this thing. I, he said, yea, though I walk. He said, I got some good news. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no you because thou art with me. Because see, when I got up, this morning, and, and I turned on the television, and I saw what happened in, in the near north area on, on last night. It reminded me that I was in that same area, passed by that same hotel, but I had a God who was with me. I had a God who keeps me. Then he says, he anointed my head with oil. He refreshes me. I heard one of the things that you presented to the pastor this morning was from all the all is a symbol of refreshments. And then David begins to close out this good news. He says, surely goodness, goodness. Somebody has to thank God for goodness. Because if I was back, if I was back at Hope Presbyterian this morning, I would tell you, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's been good. Can I do that in new come? Can you look at somebody and, and says, I want you to know, neighbor, God has been good to me. Maybe you're a little reluctant. Let me say it one more time. If, if you survive COVID, you ought to say God has been good to me. If you survive cancer, you ought to say God has been good. Is there anybody here? I'm going to try it again. Has God been said God has been good, God has been good. to me? 
And then I don't got some more good news. Not only is God good, but then God always gives me something else that I need because, you know, David had some issues. Y'all doing that, don't I? I, I, I felt one Bible reader agree with me. David, y'all had some issues. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. David had some issues, you all, and I don't want to articulate his issues, but he was, there was something wrong with him. But don't y'all talk about David? Look in the mirror, and you will discover that there's something wrong with you. That's why, that's, that's why I'm not judgmental because <laughs> after 50 some years of pastoring, I ain't all that I ought to be. But thank God he's still working on me. And I remind people that I am just a work in progress. And as this church moves forward, as this ministry grows, do not allow yourself to get into a position of being judgmental about other people. You need, we spend all my time trying to keep myself together. And if I can get me together, I ain't going to worry about nobody else. I'm going to let God do the work. And then he closed out by saying, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Keep on coming to worship. Keep on praising God because I want to tell you, this is a safe space. On your job, you may not be in a safe space, but oh, when you come up in here, you in good company when you say God is good. You in good company when you say the Lord has kept me. I'm closing. I'm going to my seat. You know, I grew a Baptist, and Baptist preachers close three times. So, but let me close. Come on, Pastor. Let me close. There was a church like Newcom that was in the process of looking for a new pastor. They really couldn't decide. The search committee just could not make up their mind. They did all that they could to try to come to a consensus, but they just couldn't do it. And so they decided to bring the two candidates back for one final chance. The two candidates came, and both of them stood before the congregation. And they asked them to recite the 23rd Psalm. One is very articulate. He was very paused. He paused at every comma. He stopped at every period. He was elegant and dynamic in his delivery. And when he finished, people clapped politely. But the other young man, they called him to recite the 23rd Psalm. He wasn't quite as dynamic as the other one, and matter of fact, he, he didn't stop at every comma. He, he, he forgot to stop at a period. But when he finished, there were tears in their eyes. People clapped and applauded. The church went up. And someone said, what's the difference? They said, well, the first one recited the psalm as though he knew the psalm, but the second one recited it as though he knew the shepherd. I just came by to tell you, you got a pastor who knows the shepherd. Pray for him, love him, and thank God that he knows the shepherd. God bless.